Where am I? Hello? Hey everyone, Dave and Jeff on a Sunday night watching the Bears and Rams. Immediately you start off with Elohim impressions. <laughs> I know it's going to be a crazy show just because you like Chris. And if you're, oh, going, after, guy. If you're going after Chris early, that means it's bad news oh, for everybody else. Around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the deal is. I don't know, but everybody's going to hear it. Well, yeah. the 11 people that listen to 97.3 are going to hear it. <laughs> They're going to be like, God damn you, Dot Seth, you little prick. You little cocksucker. Why'd you point that shit out, huh? Shit for brains. Shit for brains. Uh, how you doing? Doing good, man. Actually, literally just got back 15 minutes ago from the Chargers. Another big Bengals win. Game. Another big win. You know, well, it, it was a, a couple things happened today. All right. Besides the game part. When I was leaving, mm-hmm. you know, going through what obviously what's happened with Jake, I told you nobody knows what to say, you know, which was right. 100% fine. I accept all that. When they say, how you doing? It's weird. And they feel dumb yeah. the minute they do that. First person I saw was Annie. Oh, and first her. thing she said was, how you doing? She I goes, might I, take Annie to the Stones concert. Oh, my God. I thought you were going to say something be. else. No. 100% thought you are going in another Jesus direction. Jesus Christ. She's fantastic. She I is great. Well. So she just says, how are you doing? And then she's apologized immediately. You know, she goes, God, that sounds dumb. And I said, don't worry about it at all. And she she's absolutely fantastic. Yep. Saw Jim Trotter, which was great. I haven't seen Jim in a long time. And Jim was uh, said it was the first time he's been to a Charger game at StubHub. Because I said, I go, the NFL seat into this game? I mean, the fucking Bengals? Andy Dalton's not playing. AJ Green's right. not playing. Melvin Gordon's not playing. And uh, he goes, no. He goes, I have to do NFL Network tomorrow. They said, uh, do whatever you want. So he decided to come up and just check it out because he had to stay in a hotel in L.A. anyway. Cool. And then I go into the locker room. They win. Uh, Derwin James is my guest. No big deal. I'm walking out. And Telesco stops me. Oh. And I haven't talked to Tom since since basically they left for L.A. And you and I stopped at 1360. Sure. And you and I like Tom, right? Always. Yeah, I mean, he was always a good dude. Always. Always was, was kind of funny when you used to always say, trying to get what the, the, the Chargers' first pick was in the draft. And I liked him because he gave a, a great breakdown on Preller. He was really in on A.J. Preller um at the start and talking a lot about comparisons between gms yeah and i know what it was there was something that had happened with the padres where scouts were pissed about a particular guy that preller had went after and telesco was like scouts are full of shit scouts are all angry and all they want to do is get a promotion he's like never pay attention to a scout and it was so cool to hear Tom talk like that, and I don't know if he knew Preller really well or not, but I was like, whoa, one of my favorite things. I always like Tom. Um, yeah. But by the same regard, Dave, I like Norv, and I like Mike McCoy, too. Um, Because for those guys with us, when we would just hang out there, they were always really good to us. Yeah. Really Mike good. was always, and we were kind of warned. A lot of times we were warned with the Chargers more than anything we've ever done on what to say and what not to say, right? They always mm-hmm. freaked out. I don't know why. I mean, the, the Bill Johnson, who ran the Chargers PR, as much as he has brought guys to us in the past, we've never once put Bill in a bad spot, ever. We've never no. done a gotcha moment question to anybody. No. And has he ever acknowledged that? Never. Well, he can start tomorrow. <laughs> it's true. We've always taken care of Bill. Bill, I think, right. out of everybody around, I think Bill, honestly, is probably more scared of us than most people he ever had to deal with because he thought we were those guys. When we weren't interviewing somebody... 
we were, you know, we, we would attack you. I mean, you've heard it here, but here's the deal. We've always had the attitude. If you're going to come on the show, you're a guest, one. Family, too. Two is you've, you said it over and over again that when we had a relationship with the Chargers as a station, that was a business relationship. We looked out for those guys. Mm-hmm. Again, the audience had no idea we weren't rooting for the fucking team ever. Fuck no. <laughs> but at the time, we sounded like every Monday when they won. Hey. How great was this? Hey, that was fantastic. Play that San Diego Chargers music again, and we yeah. just roll our eyes and throw up in the trash can while you guys were dancing in your cars. I don't know who's a better actor. Eric Stone Street com- convincing you he's gay on Modern Family. Yeah. Or Dave and I convincing you that we gave a fuck about your <laughs> shitty team. <laughs> And here's the other thing, yeah. too. Just And, Dave, I want you to finish that. But I looked at my Facebook four years ago today on Facebook. I wrote, it wouldn't be surprising if this is the final game at Qualcomm Stadium. Look at that. In 2014. And a friend of mine said, hey, do I need to put away the sharp objects? And I said, no, I don't know that you have to put away the sharp objects but you better start paying attention to the signs because they're right there and nobody's looking at them. Yeah, that's called knowing what the fuck was going to happen. It's true. Whether any of you dicks want to admit it or not, I told you for four fucking years. You're welcome. You're welcome. A lot of people aren't going to say I told you so, but well, we I will. Because I didn't get much right, but I got that shit right. So all these fucks that act like it, oh, we had no idea. They never talked about it. Yeah, they did. They did, and they did this town a favor because now we got the seals. <laughs> there you go. What Telesco say? So Telesco, uh, you know, here's here's the deal. I've seen Tom, but Tom usually, this is how it goes: the, the game's over, the players walk in the locker room, the media lines up right outside the locker room. Mm-hmm. We're facing this bar, and you, I don't know if you've seen it on TV. It kind of looks what the Dallas Cowboys have. Yep. You, you know, when the Cowboys walk through and you see the people that are in this bar. Which is set up for the Galaxy, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it is. And it, the deal is there are Charger fans there. I sure. mean, and I'm not saying there are a million of them, but there are enough there where there are kids there and there are women looking to pick up guys and there are guys and there are just fans and they want autographs and they're high-fiving all the players. It's a cool setup. I'll be honest with you. It is a cool deal. Okay. So, usually, before the media's let in, you know, they shut the door, and, and Anthony Lynn says whatever he's going to say, and Philip Rivers says, gosh darn it, let's get him on Thursday, and then they open the doors, and guys walk out. Dean walks out, his two sons walk out, Tom walks out, and they yeah. walk right by the media, and the media then goes in the locker room, does their interviews. So, no joke, Jeff, the last two times Dean has walked out, huge ovation for Dean, you know, which is, and Dean, like, looks shocked every time. Are you fucking clapping for me? No, these are the people in the bar. Mm. Like, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, I understand L.A. doesn't have a huge Charger fan base, yeah. if any, okay? But at the same time, whoever's there, they are cheering for Dean. They understand he's the owner. They cheer. He looks so shocked, like somebody screams yeah. surprise on a happy birthday. <coughs> and he, he kind of jumps back and has to look like. More shocked. Quick poll yeah. question. Go ahead. More shocked. Dean Spanos by the applause or Lee Harvey Oswald when Jack <laughs> Ruby comes out of the crowd? Dean. Not no. even close. No shit. <laughs> All right. How did, what Jack, is, how did Jack Ruby get so fucking close? No, yeah, like Dennis Miller always said, who's that guy? He's the owner of the local strip club. He's got a gun. Ah, let him in. <laughs> All right, so tell me the Telesco. Well, I'm Jeez trying sir. to. You're the one that keeps jumping in. So so he, they boom, they walk through. I do my interview with Doran James. Mm-hmm. I'm just walking out. Tom's near the door. 
stops me, grabs my credential, actually, flips it around. He goes, I thought it was you, Dave. And I said, okay. And he said, he, first he said, I thought it was you. And then he grabbed my hand, like shook my hand. Yeah. And just looked me right in the face like I feel bad for you. Like he knew what happened to Jake. Oh, wow. And he and he just, I was like, dude, you're doing a good job, Tom. But he didn't care about the game. He just yeah. was like, how are you doing? You know? And it was it was super cool. He's the guy yeah. we thought he was as far as this minute. Oh, a I person, liked him. Good guy. And then he goes, how, how's Jeff doing? I go, Jeff's doing good. And then he pulls this move. Are you guys still at 1360? I go, no. And he goes, what are you guys doing? And I go, we're doing this podcast. We own the show. We're actually yeah. doing really good. He goes, is it anything I can do for you? You guys good? And I said, yeah, we're good. You know, Why don't you say, come on the show? Wow. Hold on a second. All right. I didn't get that part. Fuck. Oh, fuck. God, fuck. You had one fucking job. Everybody has one job. Yeah. Well, your job was to say, hey, Tom, we'd love to chat with you. About your team. Honestly, I think I can get Tom on. We'll get him on before the playoffs. I'm telling you what, he, he was cool as can be. So um, that that what that part was great. So going through the whole deal, then I, I walk into the other room and I watch Anthony Lynn figure his, his press conference, which is boring as shit. Mm-hmm. And then Rivers gets up there and Rivers does the shoot, dang it. You know, the, we're getting ready for Kansas City. And then, you know, the whole thing. It's never. It's always the same damn thing with, with Philip. It's funny as hell. Somebody walked in late and goes, did I miss anything? It's the same shit you've seen for 15 yeah. years. He says the same thing every week, um, but but that was that was kind of kind of it. So the the Charger thing, they they play the Bengals supposed to win by as many as 14 points at one time, according to the line. You could see if this was a trap game, this was the game, right? Right. Emotional game against the Steelers. You know you got to play KC on Thursday night. That's the big game and everything else. The game was much closer than it was supposed to be. I was joking around with the guys on, on Twitter. I don't know why they fall for it every fucking week. Every time. And it's it's so ridiculous. Calm down. Everybody calm the fuck down. I honestly did not think today's game was a sellout until yeah. the fourth quarter. Then it looked like it was every seat they, was taken. What hey, did you never go to a fucking Padre game where they announced No, this time there's forty yeah, thousand no, people that. there. I'm telling it's you, everyone's in, no, this was different. Everyone was in their seats in the fourth quarter. There wasn't an open seat in the fourth quarter. All right, I'll ask when the Andy game was and closed. Marty and Derek Togerson. Well, look, you could ask Togers. All those guys fucking lie. I'm telling you right now. I'm looking Togerson's right at Togerson's a liar? Look, they all want to believe the same thing. If nobody shows up, they'll come here. They aren't coming here. I will tell you this, though. The Chargers are concerned about the fan base, if they ever will have one. They, they are won't. concerned about that. Let me tell you, there's no chance in hell they're ever coming back to San Diego. No. So the people I talked to today said Dean is concerned that the Chargers obviously don't have the fan base they thought they would have. But San Diego is not in the equation. You know why they'll never come back here? Because we'd be so busy patting ourselves on the fucking back that we would never do anything. Yeah. And we've already moved forward. Typical of this town. We move forward with uh, G. So you're going to build a 19,000-seat stadium or whatever the fuck you're building for the Aztecs. That's fine. You're going to build 25 different fucking science labs on that ground. Yeah. And just remind yourself every day... The NFL is never coming back here because we'll never have a new arena in the next 20 years and we'll continue to be a one runway airport. We are who we are. We just have to accept it. You're 100% right. I don't know why people just don't say I accept it. I mean, when I said the other day that we're a junkyard for sports, we are. You guys will take anything given to you. So that's it. If things don't work out for the Chargers in L.A., and I don't know how many years that is till the NFL ever admits anything, because in all honesty, the NFL doesn't need any stadiums for anybody. No. That, that just, as you always joke around, that's towel fees. Yeah. That is nothing. All the money is made through TV revenue. Ratings for NFL football have never been higher than they are this year. The sport is killing it right now.
I don't know. Look, here's the other thing that nobody wants to say. You know, you fuckers can all point out the low attendance at StubHub. I have a really, really hard time believing the fucking queue would be packed with Charger fans. No. And if any of you think I'm wrong, and I'm not saying there wouldn't be thirty or 40,000, which is more than you're getting at StubHub, yeah. and I would agree with that, but I'm you're out of your fucking mind if you think it'd be 60,000 strong. Because there would, we can't let shit go in this town. We can't let shit go. And whether it's Fabiani or Dean or anything else, holy fuck, all we want to do is just hold a grudge to the end. And if we would have just said, hey, you know what, let's figure it out. Dean, you, come on, Dean, you got to fucking rally here, baby. You're not Jerry Jones, okay? You're fucking Jerry Lewis of the NFL. Big old dipshit. But we understand. Big Dean Spanos. Yeah. We yep. understand that you have an NFL team, and we want to keep that NFL team. So, Dean, you're a bit of a free agent, but let's come to common ground. But Dean thought that everything should be given to him um, because he wasn't Arthur Blank or Jerry Jones, and he was a moron too. But, but God, can we just move on? We never will move on. No, we won't. We aren't going to ever move on. And the select few that want to hammer me every single Sunday. Annie actually got out of her seat and walked over to me and going, oh, my God, people hate your guts. Yeah, <laughs> they do. And I go, Jeff is right there. Do you notice? She goes, why do you do it? I go, because I can't believe people fall for this shit every Sunday. Yeah. Who gives a fuck? It's so dumb. It's never, no one cares about the 200 people that are yelling at me every Sunday. I don't care. Jeff and I just went over this. Yeah. We've never been Charger fans. No, it's still not. Rick, this is a paycheck. I get paid by ESPN to do these fucking games. That's how it works. Slaughter, bah. all you fucks on Twitter that take the bait from Dave. Bah. Every time about the guy that wrote, this is why I stopped listening to you two. I'm like, at which time? Because when? before we were completely on the side that we yeah. thought you'd want. Now I'm on the other side, and you still hate me. So w w you decide. You ever heard fuck. of this fucker ever? Yeah, this is I need you, you dipshit. <laughs> Shut up. Your wife still listens. She still fucking listens. Not you, you candy ass. Fuck you. <laughs> I don't even know who said it. Yeah, I, it was shocking. I almost wrote back that I was like, ah, oh, fuck Good. it. I'm not doing that. It, it, it makes me laugh every fucking Sunday. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. You so, tell Sally we said hi. So, <laughs> tell her I'll be by to pick up my bathrobe. Yeah. Come on by. She made a Costco run, and guess what? She paid. <laughs> I didn't pay for nothing. Yeah, I, I paid in services. <laughs> I do like the people that tell us, I was at Costco. Well, good for you. You yeah, were at Costco cares? during the game? Yeah. You so go to Costco. <laughs> so something <laughs> what? Okay. But, You're bragging about that? That's yours. I, I told you so? I went to yeah, Costco? Nobody cares. Fuck. Nobody, the, no. Dean did not punch a hole through his uh, beautiful wall in his estate because you were at Costco. All right, Susie. Whoo! I'm going to try to stay calm. But where was Padre Fan 71 today? Did that little fucking needle dick write anything? Hang on, Dino. Hang on. He said he was at Costco. Bang! <laughs> you think Didn't happen. Did you think Dean could do it? No. <laughs> What's the angry you think Dean does? You think he just slams his fist on the table? He just snaps a chopstick. Dang! <laughs> no boo. Get out of here. You're paying AG. Call the car around. You guys Uber home. <laughs> you guys Uber home. 
don't even know what it's called. He doesn't know. You take a Uber home. That dude's never Ubered in his life. He hasn't done shit. <laughs> That's too damn funny. And when, Now, look, we know they're going to lose to the fucking Chiefs come Thursday. That's what they do. It's going to be their 10th straight loss to the Chiefs. I hope they beat the Chiefs. I do, too. You and I used to work for a guy who loves them. And fuck that guy, too. <laughs> He's a fucking dink. So, you know what? I'm sorry for all of you. Yeah. But I had a personal relationship with a guy who cheered for the Chiefs. Uh, much more. I never had any acts to grind with Dean or Fabiani was a douche. Um, but but Tom, he was paid to be a douche. Made a lot of money being a douche. Yeah. But but I worked for a guy like the Chiefs, and he is a fucking tool, that guy. <laughs> Big four-eyed baby Huey. Dope. So I hope uh, I hope the Chargers beat the Chiefs on Thursday. I, I do, too. Actually, so here's the deal. I want to ask you about buying tickets for the, for football. You're actually mm-hmm. pretty good at the StubHub thing. Yeah. Not the, the – I'm talking about buying tickets. Not I know what the you mean. Thing. Okay, so here's the deal. I've had people write to me already saying, I'm thinking of going to a game. You know, obviously the Chargers are pretty yeah, good. Yeah, all of a sudden. Yeah, the 10 From and From San Diego? From San Diego. Oh, really? Thinking about going to a game, and at the same time, my son, who's never been to a game, I said, look, if you're going to go to a game, go to the Ravens game. Because oh, yeah. two things. One is, my, Josh is a huge Rivers fan. He just loves Rivers. He's not, he, of course, he's upset that they moved out of here. You know, he's, he was the... Oh, fucking Rams. He was, he was. Sorry, I know that makes no sense right now. But that's the part where the kicker just hit the goddamn fucking goalpost. Anyway, yeah. so he's a huge Rivers fan. Loved what he saw last Sunday. And he goes, fuck. He goes, I don't know how much longer this guy's going to play. I want to go. Right. And I said, why don't you come up? I already have the parking pass. Fuck, it saves you 100 bucks right there. Just go and buy tickets. And he goes, you know, that's When's the, the Ravens game. It's, the, it's funny you say that. It's not a Sunday. It's a Saturday night. So the game's going to be on TV nationally. Okay, it's a Saturday night. It's the 22nd. I think... Uh, 5.20 start, I think. I think Sean was going to invite me to that game. Is he? Yeah, I think so. Go see Weddle. <laughs> Son of a bitch. So, he... Uh, funny. Fucking Sean, by the way. Hey, man, I'm sorry your kid passed away. I'll be by every Sunday to give you a hug. Fucking didn't hear from Sean today. Nothing. Because that lasted five weeks. Yeah. Who was up there? Fuck. Fucking huh? guy. Sorry. Johnny Mitchell barbecue up there? Sorry it wasn't enough for you. <laughs> Yeah, sorry that my son's been dead for longer yeah. than a month. Uh, longer than your attention span. I guess sorry. so. Jesus. Talk about being disappointed. So, anyway. Phil Phil would have been there. Yeah, I know. Phil would have been there. And then he would have cut somebody out for getting in the way. Yeah. So, Josh is going to go to that game. He has like five, six friends that play on the Ravens that he knows. And, and so, he's, I said, oh, yeah. that's, that's the one. So, Sure enough, we said, okay, go buy tickets to StubHub. I can't get tickets. Everyone asks me, can I get yeah. Charger tickets for them? Chargers have never given Jeff and I tickets no. ever. And what they say is every time, can we get tickets to the Vikings Charger game or Titans Charger game? We have family in town. Sure, what's your credit card number? Yeah. That's exactly what they always say to us. Exactly. We've never gotten one ticket. So StubHub, I told Josh, that's the way to go. Jeff will tell you how to do it because he was looking at tickets. They're like 120 bucks right now. Yeah. What's the best way to buy tickets to get into that game as far as at a good price? He better get in before Thursday because if they beat the Chiefs on Thursday, then those prices are going you up. You think so, huh? Good thing about StubHub is every seat's a good seat. Every, I mean, I literally have the worst seat in the stadium, and my seat's better than any seat I've ever had. Yeah. But I would I would wait it out and see. We not we wouldn't wait a couple days before the game? You would go yeah. before the Chiefs game? Yeah. Like, do it do it this week. Because the Ravens aren't going to travel. No, the Ravens. Everybody's coming out from no. Baltimore. Plus, it's Christmas weekend. That's what I was thinking. People aren't going to want to spend the money to to go out before Christmas. Yeah, they're going to fuck that game up against the Chiefs. Yeah. You're right. 
so wait for a week and then you'll be fine. You okay. should be able. What is uh, what's his price line? What do you think he's he going to go? No matter what, he's going to he's going to go. I, he obviously would like to spend less than a hundred bucks, but he's going to go. Yeah, yeah, he'll get in for under a hundred. Okay. Yeah, he'll be fine. Be good. Yeah, it's a fun. So is Sean taking you and the boys, or just taking you? Uh, you know, I haven't had that worked out yet. <laughs> I think it's just me. Missy Martinez coming? No. Me and Missy. Yeah, that'll be great. And Rochelle Ryan. <laughs> uh, but no, go on. Yeah, it's a good place okay. to see it. I'll I'll be really really interested to see what that place looks like on the Saturday night before Christmas. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and again, that it is. It's it's um the twenty second. It's a Saturday game, not a Sunday. I completely yeah. fucked that up. I made plans on Saturday and didn't realize I was working Uh-oh. that day. So that's uh that was it, man. The the Chargers look good, and and right now they will fuck that game up against the Chiefs, and it'll be a different story. But they should be a playoff team. They just won't host mm-hmm. a playoff game. Yeah. yeah. But but that'll be. I mean, unless things <clears throat> went crazy. But yeah, that'll be the end of the road. Dave, but, Thursday night. Yep. It was great. Because I made my second trip. Uh, two things. Yeah, throw me a pin right there. I'm sorry. Sure. <laughs> that was, I forget what the hell we talked about. I went to Warwick's on Tuesday night to see our friend Matt Coyle. Congratulations on the release of Wrong Light. Excellent book. I know a lot of you came out, were a part of it to see him. Uh, January, well, let me do. let me do two things. This Friday night, the 14th, I'll be hosting Matt's podcast. We'll interview him about Wrong Light because Wrong Light is about uh, his detective, Rick Cahill, who protects the radio host, Naomi Hendricks. And a lot of what happens to Naomi actually happened in my real life. So that's kind of fun. Um, and if you look on page one of Wrong Light in the acknowledgments down at the bottom, there I am. That's which cool. is I like that a lot. Um, so we were out at Warwick's. On Tuesday night, again, I'll host Matt's podcast this Friday night, the 14th, and then January 31st, Matt and I will be at a bookstore in South Park, and I have forgotten the name of this store a thousand times, and I apologize, but if you just do independent bookstores, South Park, uh, January 31st, we're going to do a conversation about the parallels between talk radio and PIs and mysteries and everything else. It's really going to be fun. So I hope you guys will come out. I'll tell you a lot more about that between now and that night, but at least next Friday night, hosting the podcast. And then congratulations to our friend Jay Paris. Jay Paris, typical of the UT, fired him. (laughs) Excellent columnist. But now Jay has done a really good thing. He's become an author Wrote the Game of Our Lives with the Ram, Game of Our Lives with the Chargers, and now has a new book out about Shohei Otani. And Jay did a book signing. few of us made it down through the rain on Thursday night, went to Warwick's. And you and I have known Bubba for 25 years. Great guy. He did such an amazing job of leading people into it. And I bought a couple of copies of the book for my sons. And... uh, Really, really fun. And then I met a gentleman named Steve. And I, God damn it, Steve, I'm going to butcher your last name, and I apologize. Just start following me on social media. He and his family traveled and have gone to a bunch of different ballparks as a family, Dave, and they wrote a book about it. And I have a copy of the book. I'll bring it to you tomorrow night. But uh, just a really, really fun night talking baseball at Warwick's. 
The Shohei Otani book, I think you can find in most bookstores. If not, go support Warwick's independent Did store. Did he interview area. Shohei? Um, I don't know that he ever directly talked to Shohei. I haven't read the book yet. But he told it better me, not be him fucking just watching him on TV like you and me and then giving his impressions. Yeah. He told a great story about, he told two great stories about Shohei that I loved. And he said that when Otani made his comeback after injuring the elbow in Houston, and he was walking from the bullpen, crowd going crazy, the whole deal, he kind of broke stride and he went like 30 yards out of his way because he noticed a gum wrapper on the field. And the Japanese players hold uh, all Major League fields in such high regard. That's cool. That they just don't do that. He went and grabbed the gum wrapper and put it in his back pocket. Do the okay. This is, you probably won't even know the answer to this question. And obviously, in the United States, you see guys that chew tobacco and spit on the field nonstop. Yep. Do, do they do that in Japan? Nope. I wonder if they freak out that we do that. He said uh, that Otani spits his sunflower seeds in a cup. Because he doesn't want to be disrespectful to the ground crew. Yeah. The whole thing. But this was the coolest thing that Dirty he told. Americans. Yep. Yeah. We are. That's You know, that's what he's thinking. They said that every rookie on the team had to sing a, a song on the bus. And when it was Otani's turn, they were all waiting for him to sing a Japanese pop song or something else. And instead, he learned Despacito. Really? Because all so many of his teammates were Latin That's cool. Spanish speakers. And they said he learned the whole song. No he sang it on way. the bus. And Mike Trout said it might have been the coolest thing he did all year. That Between is pretty cool. 400 foot home runs, striking out 60 yeah. guys, doing the whole thing. But they said learning that fucking song in Spanish. And apparently Mike Trout put it on YouTube. But uh, they said learning the song is that in right? Spanish. Yeah. So that is cool. I give him credit for that. Yeah, I mean, it was really great. Can you, can you imagine having the hotel room next to Otani on the fucking road to listen to this asshole practicing Despacito? <laughs> With his karaoke machine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it was great. That's cool. I like it. No, Bubba's a good dude. I hope it works out well. Our girl Katie Temple was there. I saw the picture. Yep. Yep. That's awesome. Who else was there? Hey, Dave, how you doing? Dude, I can't believe that shit. It was, when I saw that picture, I almost fell out of my chair. Let me tell you something yeah. about Johnny Cantera. I wish every person that I had my phone was as good a guy as John Cantera. Yeah. He just is good people. And you just go, fuck, man. I, I just don't know. I don't know when I've ever been in the same room with Coach where I didn't laugh a lot. And you just leave there. You go, fuck, I'm in a better mood than I was when I came yeah. in here. And I was in a pretty good mood when I came in. Um, John will be here in January. so Wait, he's coming in here? Yeah. There's no way. Yeah. That's cool. He's so goddamn great. Is he going to wear a suit? He, I don't know. <laughs> he just, uh, he's the best, man. Yeah. I tell you, there was just, I was, I was talking to a mutual friend. Of mine and John's tonight. We were talking about different shit. Of all things that led me into it, it was yeah. the end of boxing on HBO and how things change and certain things change. And I said, you know, I guess I'm at a point where I appreciate the good things in my life. Yeah. And I said, having friends like John, um, you appreciate. He's just fucking yeah. great. Yeah. So we talked. And he, Dave, you know the thing with Coach? First thing was... 
how's Dave doing? What's going on with Dave? And, you know, can I do anything? Will you please tell him and Rita and, and Josh that I'm thinking about him? That's cool. I saw Coach about three weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. he he great, just like you expect. Yeah. Everybody's been great. Right. Um, you know what I'm surprised, uh, and I'll jump right back to Coach. Through this whole thing is I'm amazed how many people in conversations with, I love you, you know, yeah. back to me. And uh, it, it, it's great. I know a lot of people are uncomfortable saying that, but I think everyone has kind of let their guard down a little bit with that going, hey, yeah. just let you know, man, I feel terrible. Shit changes, man. Yeah. Like it was a really, you know, as bad as it was, look, it was a rough year, but I think you would agree in 2018, I got a divorce. You lost your father. We lost Jake. But then on top of all that, HBO said goodbye to boxing. And I think that's the one we're going to look one. back. We're going to look back. And we're going to go, God damn, no more Larry Merchant? Oh, well, yeah, what happens to Larry Merchant? He's fucking done. You aren't going to do shit. <laughs> yeah. uh, and we just go, all right, well, shit, we better start to embrace the good things that are left. Stop taking shit for granted, Dave, and that's probably why people do it. That yeah. is funny. I yeah, mean, what I got to tell you, though, that picture of you and Kintera was great. It was so fucking great. First you, of all, it was a good picture. Yeah. Two is it was just great to see Coach right there next to you. My it was It was so fucking funny. Well, he knows, look, the guys that I've always told you, the, outside of John Butler, who is a complete fucking yeah. cock, Yeah. but Eddie McGuire, uh, the mayor, and Poway and Johnny Cantera were three guys that I just fucking they just and I knew I dealt with Mayor and I dealt with I dealt with Dave and Poway and Johnny Cantera more than I dealt with Ed McGuire. But like the guys other than Butler, I don't think there's anybody else we do on the show. God, they were all just fucking great guys, man. That that's not me. That's just remember that used to have angry Dave Letterman on Stern. Yeah, I loved it. And it was just like such a version of Letterman that yeah. you'd never hear. It's exactly what I'm thinking with Coach. Because Coach yeah, of would course. just Co be like. No, no. Coach is 100% wouldn't do like what you're doing. But Dave and Poway, I'll be honest with you. The mayor of Poway was not a good dude to me. What? Not to me directly. Well, why should you be? Look at your bullshit on social media today and give me a really fucking valid dude, reason why anybody shouldn't I'm just not kick saying, you in the not face. Not to me. I mean, my impression is what I'm saying. And fuck off. Let me kick me in the face. What the fuck? Who's going to kick me in the face? Billy Jack. That completely crosses the line. Tom Wolfman. You, who do you say? Tom Wolfpat? Who do you say? No, not Tom Wolfpat. Not Wolfpat. How about you learn his fucking name, okay? The guy's a hell of an I actor. I know John Schneider. Who, what did it say Tom last? Wolfpat. Oh, sorry. God, what an asshole. Dude, come on. He Tom never, Wolfpat. He never drove. Nobody remembers the guy that didn't drive. Road shotgun. <laughs> Tom Laughlin. Okay. Played Billy Jack. Oh, fuck. You know, when I look. The mayor in Poway was a dick, dude. You're a dick. He was a dick, dude. I'm telling you. What he did wasn't, he do? He just isn't a nice guy. He just was never a really nice guy. You know why he didn't have time for you? Because he knew you couldn't get fucking Globetrotter tickets. That's he knew you were a is. fucking. Sorry. Sorry. You were Lenny Lip yeah. Dick. <laughs> he was not a good dude. He knew dude. you were Dopey the Dick. Ed McGuire was a super nice guy. John's a super nice guy. Dave and Poway was not a nice guy. Yeah, he was. Okay. <laughs> he was not a nice guy. I don't know why, but the other day, go on YouTube and watch yeah. the Dennis Quaid meltdown. Okay. It was so much better before you found out he did it for funny, uh, funny or Die. Yeah. You got Dopey the Dick over there. 
so great. And I just called about 10 people Dopey the Dick the last week. And but Ed McGuire was a good dude. Is a good dude. Great guy. Um, A lot of people have asked about Josh Lewin, too. Yes. Because Josh Lewin was coming in here. Uh, I'm going to let that settle a little bit. I'm going to just let that settle. And my hope is to have Josh in here in January. Because um, there still is no update whether or not he's going to 97.3. And I just want to, I want to be able to talk to him about whatever he's doing baseball uh, when he comes in. Dave, I know you feel the same way. I don't want to get in the way of him getting a job or costing my right. job. Yeah. Right. What a perfect way of putting it, Dave. You're exactly right. We're just going to let everything settle. But the hope is Coach will be in here in January. That's that, awesome. That one's done. Katie Temple will be back in here in January, which will be a lot of fun. Mud will be in here in January. And then uh, our hope is to have Josh Lewin in as well. Good deal. Well, Lisa Ann was supposed to come in in December, right? What uh, that's what I heard. Till you creeped her out with your weird fucking perfume request <laughs> dude, that today. Was, dude, you got to give her credit on that. That was funny as shit. That it was great. a picture of the bottle back. Yeah. Did you go out and buy it? No. What do you figure that goes again? for? Dude, I bet you that bottle's expensive as shit, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I bet you that's expensive as hell. But yeah, I thought it was... Just as a joke, trying to make you laugh. Oh, yeah. It Didn't was great. think she'd even pay attention because I knew she was working yesterday. And then, sure enough, she responded with a picture of the bottle of perfume I thought was funny as shit. I will tell you this what's been funny, and again, just for me and Dave, is that we've kind of stopped tagging. Well, Dave tags her and everything. I've kind of <laughs> stopped tagging her and Nicole Eggert yeah. in certain things just because I don't want to feel like I'm bugging them. And they still like everything. Yeah, I noticed that. And that to me is You posted is a picture of your kids. Nicole yeah. liked it right away. <clears throat> and that's where you go, fuck, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, we go, yeah, I like it. But, yeah, I'm just fucking ready for this year to be done and we'll be good. You know, someone pointed out to me the other day when I, I mentioned the same thing. I go, Jeff and I can't wait for 2018 to be over to the point where Jeff's kids are even saying it. Yeah. And then they said to me, you understand when January 1st comes, all your problems don't disappear. And I said, yeah, I go, you're, you're right. So you just don't want to set yourself up for, hey, things are going to be better. I just hope my luck kind of changes. You know, I'm running out of family yeah. members pretty fast. But it's, it's yeah, it was, it was, it was terrible. Yeah, it's true. I mean, no, it's, it, go ahead. I was just going to say what happens to that dipshit is uh, nobody's expecting the problems to go away. Yeah. What we're facing, and you're not, are the holidays. Dave's facing Christmas and New Year's without Jake in here. Guess yeah. what? On January 1st, there wasn't a real big fucking party down here for Martin Luther King Day. But maybe we start that this year. Okay? Wait, what, what are we doing on Martin Luther King Day? Maybe we're going to have a party this year. We're going to start it. Should but, we wait till January 17th when it's actually Martin Luther King Day? Yeah. Okay. We'll have that day. <laughs> uh, why January 1st is better or January 2nd is better for me, is it's the first year I'm out of my house with my kids for Christmas. Yeah. So guess what? January 2nd? Yeah, that fucking problem is over. Not Christmas anymore. So whoever you're fucking talking to doesn't know shit. It's over. Yeah, nobody's like, there was nothing going on on January 6th that I'm not looking forward to. However, December 24th, and December 31st, yeah, I'm not necessarily looking forward to them, okay? Ruth Westheimer. So how about you let me and Dave solve the fucking problems, and you stay in the kitchen and make the grilled cheese sandwiches, and we'll all be fine. What does Dr. Ruth have to do with anything? Well, your horse shit advice. 
Yeah, your friends get, and you're just this nodding. A, oh my, because you know, I don't know if you know who you're talking about. I'm, I'm just cringing right now. Patreon subscriber. That's all I'll say. Yeah. Well, good. I just set them straight. They should pay double this month. My God, what horseshit advice? What absolute horseshit advice? My God. <laughs> you sound like Tommy sort of my God, Kingman. <laughs> my God. Uh, did you do Christmas shopping? I did. I did. Did it. How much I, did you do? Um, most. I, I I took care of Rita yesterday. It was hard. Yesterday was a bad day. Yesterday was a really yeah? bad day. One of those days, right? Yesterday was probably the worst day since the the week following. Jake because passing. it's the Christmas shopping. A couple reasons. One, I, you know, I, I don't know. As you see, people say, it comes in waves. So I always uh-huh. say, hits you. Literally, I was walking the dog, man, and had a complete breakdown. Like, Fuck. like, 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 violently, like crying. Yeah. Um, not because of the dog. It's, it's a couple things. You look for signs. I try and I try and I can't have these conversations with my older son Josh because he's he. I think he's confused too of which mm-hmm. which direction goes i don't want to make him feel something he's not feeling so I tr- you know I'll, when he's ready to talk about his brother i'll talk about his brother that kind of deal and so when we go through uh we, we go through different things um with rita you know whatever she wants to share i'll listen to what she has to share whatever i share rita and i are to the point we like sharing stuff with each other because we mm-hmm. want to remember every little thing because sure. there aren't any new memories coming but you don't want to forget the old memories so <clears throat> No, what's really strange is I look for signs or different things that happen. You try and, you know, all the way up to the very end of, of, you know, his life. And then I, you try and bring in all 20 years from the time he was two years old to the time he was 20, 19, 20 years old, even though he was 20 Mm -hmm. for about a month. So you go through the different memories with Jake. And it's funny, Jake's not a country music guy, but Jake liked Chris Stapleton a lot. He liked one song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He liked the Broken Halo song. Yeah, it's a great song. To the point when I went and saw Chris Stapleton in August, Jake said his mom was going to back out, and he goes, I'll go. I just want to go to hear the song Broken Halos, yeah, and he played it all great, the time. Great song. And then he said, you know, uh, he didn't say anything of why he liked the song. He goes, I don't know, man. I, this song kind of speaks to me. Chris Stapleton came out two weeks after Jake passed. I had no idea what the meaning of the song was, but he said he wrote the song for all the people that die too soon. Fuck. So that song comes on. I'm walking the dog, and dude, oh, I, shit. man, I'm crying. Like I turn away, like into the bushes. Like cars, cars are driving by. I don't want people to see me crying, walking the dog. I don't want anyone pulling over and going, "You okay?" Yeah. Well, I wasn't okay, so that was bad. Then I come home, and then you know, an hour passes. Josh walks in the house, and he goes, "You've been crying," and I go, "Yeah." I go, how can you tell? He goes, "I can tell." And then he says, "You know what happens? It happened to me two days ago too." And so my wife cries all the time. For me, it's 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 a couple times a day, and then sometimes horrible, like yesterday. Well, then I go to the mall last night by myself. I don't go. I went with a friend, but I didn't go with Rita because I was buying for Rita. And she only wants one thing. She wants uh, a necklace with an angel on it. And she, oh, nice. something to remember her son. And so I said, okay, that'll be easy to do. Well, I found exactly what I was going to get. But, dude, when I had a, when I started just signing the receipt, dude, I had to start crying right there in front of that girl. Right. Like, she had no idea why tears were running down my face. I wasn't crying like hysterically like you see in the movies, but yeah. tears are just running down my face, going, I can't believe I'm buying this. Yeah. Why am I buying this? Because right. my son's not here. And then it was it was bad, man. It was bad. It was bad all day long yesterday. I don't know why it was so terrible. The good thing, thing is when I drove up to L.A. today, um, I talked to people on the phone on the way up. I was fine. Talked to people at the, ball, uh, the stadium. I was fine on the way home. Talked to, er- to Ernie Martinez, actually, the whole way home. Yeah couple hours so talking to ernie that that was it and then here i am with you but i told you before my wife she doesn't realize she cries in her sleep Mm -hmm. you know and then this morning 
I was up before and the dog jumped into my bed where I was laying down and I went in the room before I took a shower to go to the Charger game and my wife was still in bed. She didn't know I was there because I was down on the floor rubbing the dog. Mm-hmm. And then when she woke up, she just wakes up crying. And it just, just felt terrible, man. That yeah. Every day, as I said to Ernie, is it's like someone throwing a glass of uh, a, bu- a bucket of ice water in your face. Yeah. Of, wake up, your son's dead. My alarm might as well say Jake's on here because the first thing you think about when you when you wake up and it's the last thing you think about when you go to sleep, you can't shake it. You just can't shake the sadness. It just feels like you're drowning in, in basically a pool of sadness and you go under, when's that going to stop? It feels like my face is going to fucking fall off. I, yeah. I mean, it just... I can't explain it. It's terrible. I tell people don't think about it too much when it comes to your kids, but I can't take that when pe- people preach religion back to me nonstop. Quit telling me he's in a better place. I just don't want to hear that yeah, right now. Yeah, he's not. Think whatever you want, and he might be. I just He's not with me. He's yeah. not with his mom. You know, yeah. there's a lot of tears in this house, and fuck, man, I can't think when it's uh, if it's going to end, if it's ever going to end. Well, I'll tell you something that made me think a lot about you guys over the weekend. And Friday night... They had a winter, kind of a winter carnival at uh, my kid's school. Yeah. And so I go, I grab my sons. My ex-wife is sick, and it's the it's an outdoor event. And she had been there for a couple hours. And, you know, when you yeah. have a cold, like where your nose is all stuffed up and your sinuses, the last thing you want to do is sit outside and anybody goes to an elementary school, there's no there's no buildings to block the wind. So yeah. you're just sitting there, and plus the kids are all playing by themselves. They're basically just sitting there looking at your phone for two hours. <laughs> so I got down there. There was about 20 minutes left in the event. And she said, are you cool if I leave? I'm freezing. And I go, yeah, because it took me a long time to get down there in traffic. I didn't want to immediately jump back in the car. And she said, okay, um, their one friend who's here lives kind of not far from us. Can you give him a ride home? His dad is out tonight. I'm like, yeah, okay. I don't know this fucking kid, but sure. <laughs> yeah. So uh, event ends, and I say to the kid, all right, where do you live? Um you know, I'll drop you off. And he goes, hey, my dad's out for a while. Um, he just said at 8.30, he'll come by and pick me up at Jack and Cade's. So just drop me off there. Well, I'm like, I know my ex-wife is sick. Yeah, I'm not going to bring When you you're sick, her. all you want to do is yeah. lay down. She doesn't want to have to worry about another kid in the house. Right. The fucking dad shows up at 10.30. Wow. 10 fucking 30, right? But I'm talking to my sons yesterday, and I go, you know, that was kind of a bullshit move, right? I go, that was a bullshit move by by the kid and by the father. And they go, you know, don't, don't blame the kid. And a couple of things happened. They have three buddies, two brothers and this guy, Dave. Yeah. And th- starting with the two brothers, their dad lives in Missouri. The father apparently has said to the mother, look, I'm done with you and I'm done with the kids. I'm not calling anymore. I'm done. And so the two brothers have said to my sons, I wish I had a relationship with my dad like you have with yours. And this kid, the kid that I dropped off the other night, said the same thing. 
because apparently the father is not the mom is out of state. Yeah. And the dad has very from what I was told, I don't know the guy, has limited interactions with this son. So two brothers, dad lives in Missouri, were checked out. Third kid, dad lives there, mom doesn't, and again, checked out. And I have a mellow little Nissan car. Each one of these kids, when I've driven them home, are like, this is the nicest car I've ever been in, right? Just cracks me up. But they were talking to my sons and saying, you know, I really wish I had that kind of relationship. And I'm not saying it's today or tomorrow or in a month. But, man, to me, I look at you and Rita. Josh is going to be living his life. And, dude, there are a lot of fucking kids that are sitting there that are lonely and sad, yeah. that have no male influence. No, Both of these kids, the two brothers have a wonderful mother. But the kid whose mom, they have no influence. Yeah. And for any of us that look at it, and I said to my kids today, I go, I really appreciate them saying that, but that, but that's what I'm supposed to do as a yeah. parent. It's like saying, hey, Jeff, great job. You did not get all fucked up and drive a car today. To me, that's the way I, I feel like we should do it. But, dude, at some point, I think it'd be kind of cool if you guys found a way to, say, find a kid like that. I swear to God, Dave, all three of these kids – are the nicest kids, are the sweetest kids. Their parents are fucking missing out. Like, I just yeah. like these guys. And I said to my ex-wife, who often will have a hot meal for them or a place to stay until the fucking dad shows up, I said, I think what you're doing is really cool. I said, I think what you're doing is really cool for those kids, and I think it's you're doing a good thing for our kids too. But I would just say for anybody, man, I'm not. it's not anything right now where the timing's right. But there are so many really, really fucking good kids out there that has a big brother situation to just hang out, to have a positive male influence. Uh, I think it'd be good. And it might be therapeutic for both of you. No, well, here's the deal. It is great what you're saying. And it, for most people, I'd say go ahead and, and do exactly what you're saying. Dude, I coach so much baseball. Well, that's true. I mean, I, I have literally I have six baseball teams right now that I'm dealing Jesus with. Jesus Christ. That's, that's a lot of kids. Yeah, you know? that's good. And I, and just like we talk about this thing that we're going to get going with Jake's projects yep. is we're going to find a way to take care of these kids that want to play sports. And for years, dude, I've done it. I don't want to – it's not a pat on myself on the back deal. No. But for years, I've bought uniforms and I've yeah. bought shoes and I've bought baseball gloves and I've been in that circumstance where I've tried to take care of kids. And, and you know – uh, I'll drop his name because he plays center field at San Diego State. But you know Julian Escobedo. Great kid. He's in our house all the time. You've known him as you've watched right. him grow up. He's now the starting center fielder for San Diego State. Every Christmas he would he would be at our house. We'd always say, Julian, what do you yeah. want? What do you want for Christmas? I just want you guys to adopt me. Right. That was the same thing. I don't want anything, but I want to be part of this family. And so we've tried to do that a lot. That's why I was really proud of Jake towards the end was Jake was kind of bringing that in. He had his own team. He had a group of kids that he was invested in and he was doing the whole giving back deal to all those guys. And so yeah. because of all the baseball teams I have, I, I just don't have the, the time yeah. I have. You're, I mean, you're talking hundreds of well, kids no, right now. Well, no, you're doing a good thing right there. And so, yeah. but but I 100% believe in the whole big brother thing and, and helping out, especially when you talk about, about a male influence in, in a young boy's life. It's, it's huge. Man, Dave, these two kids that are the brothers apparently said to my sons, we picture your dad as our dad. Nice. And I said to my sons, I go, that's about the coolest thing anybody's yeah. ever said. Yep. 
And Dave, I have, I'm not going to lie. They haven't I've, heard the podcast. They have not heard the podcast. Um, but I think when they get a little older, they'll listen. Um, and they're going to pay. <laughs> when you call someone fuck face within three minutes of the yeah. show. There's one fucking guy in this world named Santa Claus. And guess what? He's not sitting in a fucking garage in East Lake tonight. That means <laughs> ass, grass, or gas, everybody pays. <laughs> Imagine you tell those kids that day one, and you drop them off at their house. Yeah. This one's free. Yeah, but, but guess, guess what? what? There's one guy named Santa Claus, fuck nut, and he ain't driving this car. <laughs> so you find me ass, grass, or gas, because you're done riding for free. Get the fuck out. <laughs> Get the fuck out. Merry Christmas. <laughs> oh my god dude oh my god that's so fucking funny oh yeah oh my gosh but man i'm just telling you like you just sit there and you go fuck i i two friends dave you told me yesterday was a sad day for you too i felt so bad friends uh that their pup little pug got out and got hit by a car no and way. died yesterday nine-year-old pug you know and and it's just like fuck man i'm i'm tired of People close to me having sad yeah. days, man. Yeah. Sad days are tough, but sad kids, like kids like that, it really did. All kidding aside, it fucking impacted me, and I just, man, it just, it wears you out. It just wears you out. These are three really, really, really good dudes. Apparently, when they come over, my my sons were laughing because uh, they're always quick to get up and. Like if my ex-wife makes some dinner, gets pizza or something, uh, one of the three guys that are there uh, as a guest in the house will, oh, can, maybe you want to calm down over there fucking with your pan flute? <laughs> I'm hearing it. I don't know it. if that records. I know. It I doesn't, know. but I'm hearing it. Okay, I no Zamfir? Oh, fuck. I got a friend of mine who went to the Cowboy game that's Great. drinking too much and keeps sending messages to the computer. I don't think anyone else hears that. Beat, I know, though, but, but I, I do. I do too. Uh, but apparently, these three guys all jump up to take care of the dishes. Really? They help with errands around the house. They'll run the trash out. Yeah. I mean, That's they're just cool. nice kids, man. Really cool. And they're all uh, 11 or 12 years old. It's not like they're 18 or 23 or whatever. Um, but, yeah. And I want to bring up one other thing. Go ahead. And this is it. One of our favorite shows, my son Jack and I, is Deal or No Deal. Yes. Dealer fucking no deal is back. Yes. And it came back last week. Yes. And you and I sat in here because you said to me, I know this kid who's on this show yeah, tonight. And I did. we sat here. Watch him grow up. And then I drove home and watched the end of it. Holy shit. Holy fucking shit. Did you have before, any impact on that kid's fucking bit, life? Bit, what happened there? Hold on. A minute, though, before we get into the show, it was the most entertainment that you've seen in a one-hour show. I don't care if it's sports or not, that you've seen in a year. Uh, well, the problem was I hadn't taped it. I oh, thought you didn't. I had okay. Or I thought I had on the DVR since everybody freaks out. I hadn't recorded it. Okay. But I got home and saw the last 10 minutes. Okay. So here's the deal. If anyone, First one back. Uh, yeah, deal first, or no deal. First one back in like 10 years. Mm -hmm. Okay. First of all, it's, it's a great show. I don't know why. It is. They just ran it into the ground. Like but, Millionaire. Yeah, exactly. Same thing. But it's like anybody can play, right? Anyone right. can pick a number. It's one not one of those you got to be the smartest guy going. It's a dumb luck show. Yeah. 
And the way they obviously go around it, it it's it's a genius show. And you go, no one's going to go to the very end. Well, the kid that was playing, I coached his little brother, but I knew the kid that was playing very well. I watched the okay. family grow up. If anyone watched Deal or No Deal last week, it this the story was it was these two boys who were adopted by their school teacher. She lives just around the corner from here. From this, they house. made it sound like the family was from Florida. I wish no, they talked more about yeah, them. Yeah, they, they kind of messed it up because as the the older son who was playing Luis, he lives in Jacksonville. He was in the military. Okay. And that's why he's in Jacksonville now. But the family's from San Diego. And so it was two brothers that basically were on their own from, I think, one was in third grade, one was in sixth grade or fifth grade. Mm -hmm. And there were two brothers that were in the park freezing on nights like tonight. Yeah. Okay. Right. And the third grade teacher God damn. adopted them. Even though she wasn't married, She somehow she was able to adopt both of them. And she raised these kids on a teacher's salary. Just a great story. I always said about the, the younger brother, Sean, that if this kid ever made it to the majors, because he was an outstanding baseball player, if he ever made it to the majors, this is the kind of kid you do a movie on. Right. Whole so, thing. Yeah. Just just a great kid. Actually, he was just in our driveway while we were doing the yeah. show just like a week earlier. You know, so uh, g great family. But here's his chance to win some money. Mm -hmm. And Jeff, it came down to what, $750,000 or $5, right? Correct. And he goes, I'm fucking playing. And they offered him 333000 not to play. And he had said... Uh, I'm here because my stepmom is a cancer survivor. Yeah, and she's fighting cancer this last And I want to be able to change her life. Yeah, his adopted Which, mom, not a stepmom, but his adopted mom. Or adopted mom, mom. Yeah. yeah. Well, 330000 is a pretty good fucking yeah. way to start that path. Exactly. And he decides, no deal. And everyone's saying, fucking just take the 333000 or whatever it was. Right. And he fucking says, I'm playing. And sure enough, he ended up with five fucking dollars. Five fucking dollars. Couldn't believe it. What'd you do when you see your fucking friend? Dude, I just put my hands over my head and closed my eyes. I felt so bad for him. But at the same time, if I was watching and didn't know the kid, yeah. that's who I would actually root against. Going, you know what? Fuck you, dude. Yeah, now it turned me you. rooting for you to now I'm rooting against you because you're a dickhead. Right. Yeah. Because the yeah. show should be called Greed at that point. It's it, all about greed. Yeah. I love Deal or No Deal. We watched it forever. And my theory always was... Jump out when there are more cases to open than there are high values on the right side of the board. Yes. Meaning if you have... 50-50. That's how you got to look at it. If I flipped a coin right now, am I getting that side or getting this side? Yeah. But I mean, if if you've got, yeah, three on the left where it's five and 10 and 25, and over on the right, you've got... One million and eight thousand, or ten thousand, and they offer you, you know, two hundred eighty thousand. You're fucking smart to get yeah, the fuck out. Exactly, get out, get out right now, and that's exactly what he had. Three hundred thirty, and uh, dude, when they opened that case yes. and it said five fucking dollars, yeah. I was like, yes, <laughs> I hate to be that guy. I'm sorry. Josh sent, sent the guy an emoji of the, the throwing up emoji, you know, the green coming out, and there's no response. You no. know, just like, fuck, I got nothing, to, I got, I got nothing to say. Oh, my God, dude. It's how, that, do you look your, how do you look your adopted mom in the face? Not only that, dude, that is worse. I was trying to think, what is worse than that? Like, if you were the guy that fumbled the snap on the goal line like the Helix kid did for the CIF championship, yeah, that's going to follow that kid forever. That's nothing compared no. to losing all that money on national TV. Yeah. You're the dipshit that walked with five bucks. Yeah. People people 
at that Helix game, probably for the most part, I've already forgotten. There's probably more self-inflicted guilt than any other guilt. I've already moved on from that game. I live in the Helix district. <laughs> but this guy, and I get, and you know, Dave, the thing is, yeah. and look, it's really, really easy to armchair quarterback it when you're not sitting there and those shows are edited. I watched. My sons and I watched Survivor. Yes. We love Survivor. And so we looked into Survivor to figure out what happens. Everybody gets paid. The people that make it to the jury basically just live in cabins and drink and eat all day. Is that right? Until they have to go to that uh, tribal council. Yeah. The tribal council on the show is like 10 minutes. Apparently they go for like two hours. I've heard that, yeah. And all I was going to say was, look, we don't know what it's like to be standing there. Bright lights are on. Howie's right in your face. Everybody's yelling, right? It, it's got to be kind of a bit. However, if I'm looking at the board and I've got $5 or 750 grand, and he's like 350 I don't know. I guess you're just going, you take it, yes. right? You take yes, it. You take, you take it and you money. never look back. You go, no. I walked in and I won $340,000. No, it's life-changing money. Yeah. I mean, that's what it is. You're out of your goddamn mind. You fucking blew it. Do they take taxes off the five bucks? <laughs> I think you have to make more than $600 to take taxes off. Do they, How funny is that? That didn't even cover his fucking gas Dude, from the studio to the freeway. Hopefully he got free parking when he went to the studio. Otherwise, in LA, that fucked him. I had a buddy... Who told me this story in high school that he wanted to date a girl, really attractive girl. Yeah. And he was going to date her. And finally he gets a chance to date her and her parents are out of town. And she's like, come on, let's do it. Let's do it. She's naked on the couch. And he goes over there and he starts to take his jeans off. And oh, 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 he just fired his gun. Done. Done. And I said, what happened? He said, well, she just got up and got dressed and walked away. But he said the next day when he got to school, you know, he was like, ah, damn it. <laughs> Why don't you just tell her, wait 10 minutes? And he said all the girls around the school were like, there he is. Oh, no. Quick draw. <laughs> there he is. Did he transfer schools? Yeah, you might as well have. And uh, be that guy or the deal or no deal guy. And that's what I'm saying. When this guy, your friend, walks off stage, you got 330000 and you won something for your cancer survivor adopted mother, you're getting some numbers. <laughs> and the only thing you're getting right there is a sideways bird. Keep fucking walking, stupido. Come on, dipshit. Move out of the way. Let's do this again. But you see it all the time. Yes. See, I think that show is a great, great life lesson. You should watch that show if you're a parent with Watch It With Kids. Yes. Honestly, I think it's the greatest game show of all time. It's uh, the greatest. It's really good. It doesn't take any skill. Anybody can play. But you realize quickly how you see the real person yes, come out. Yes, you do. You see people exposed. And you find people. I'll tell you, Dave, I've seen people. That have settled for three hundred thousand, and they might have five hundred or seven hundred in their briefcase. Yeah, but they got three hundred. But you know what? I cheer for them. I go, hey, you know what? Yeah, 
You didn't play it out to the end, but you walk with 300 grand. Good for you. I hope your life works out well. And then you see people that are offered 400,000 or 500,000 that walk out of there with like 2,200. And you're like, get out of here, you fuck face. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. I'm going to mention this real quick. Then if you're a Padre fan, I have no ascendant guard information for you. Oh, I want to hear okay. it. All right. First, I want to mention the guys over at Superior Fence Company. That's, of course, owned by Daniel Tyler. Been in business since 2005, doing great things over the last 13 years. you got to give Daniel a call. Look, you got to fix that fence. Right now, you noticed in the rain last week how your fence looks. If it was bad, it looks really bad after the rain. Going into the new year, how does your house look as the weather starts to warm up in the spring? Are you going to have that fence in working order? Call Daniel while this is the weather to do it in. Make sure, I guarantee you, he's going to be busy as hell come spring. This is the time to call Superior Fence Company, 760-745-4846, 760-745-4846. Yeah, I love what Dan Tyler does because it, uh, it improve, improves your property value it improves the look of your entire home, and and it keeps you safe at the same time. I, I think quality work is something that I really, truly appreciate, and that's the thing I like about Dan Tyler and Superior Fence, man. Whatever material you want, I just think it's great. And look, you have cars in there. Nothing bums me out more than having people that have to park their car on the street, yeah. but if you have a driveway... And now Dan comes out and Superior Fence builds a fence around it. So, you know, hey, yeah, at the end of the night, if I'm running groceries in and I forget to lock my car, well, I'm good. Nobody's going to be jumping over the 8, 10, 12-foot fence that Superior Fence built. But I also think, too, this is the thing. Um, I feel bad for my friends that lost their pup. The, the pup ran out in the street. And, right, I feel bad for yeah. kids that that – Things happen to kids. Look, it improves the look, but do it from a safety standpoint, too, because uh, a lot of people I know or a lot of people you may know probably wish they had made that phone call earlier and maybe life had been a little different. So do it, yes, for the right reasons, but also do it for your peace of mind. Also, our buddy Brian, our buddy Brian Curry was ailing a little bit with a bad knee. Yeah. All right. Brian Curry is... is uh, <laughs> Give me a hard time for him. Because you. you didn't even care. Poor guy. I didn't know. Up didn't know get out of your bubble <laughs> Sorry, I, was I was crying to broken halos fucking asshole brian understands jesus christ he's all jacked up on pain pills right now <laughs> yeah, he probably is brian curry selling real estate all over san Diego county he's been doing it for more than 20 years he knows san Diego county very well he can tell you exactly the best neighborhoods to move into the not choice sure view <laughs> no we used to do our five top neighborhoods. It's a lot easier to find the top five bo or bottom five. Choyous View, Mountain Hope, wherever the fuck that is. God damn, every night that poor little cute Catherine Garcia <laughs> telling me another fucking carcass in Choyous View. We're not going there, BC. Fuck that. <laughs> That's one off the list. Yeah, fuck that. Fuck IB. Where's that other shithole? City Heights? City Heights. You, don't like, you don't like City that. Heights. Whole city fucking smells like a sewer. <laughs> I'm not going there. Anywhere else you don't want to go. Uh, like I said, Mountain Hope or Mount Hope. Yeah. I don't even know where the fuck that is. All I know is that there's every time Mount Hope is on NBC7, yeah. there's fucking orange cones <laughs> and a big yellow sheet in the middle of the fucking road. <laughs> and flares in the street. Flares. <laughs> I got a life to fucking live. I can't be driving around that guy. 
may rest in peace. <laughs> the guy that just drives over the sheet. Boom, boom. Fuck, he's already done. They put his speed bump in? <laughs> nah, that's the Johnson kid. <laughs> ah, shit. Brian is also your guy for property management. If you need someone to manage your property, give Brian Curry a call. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. Yeah, uh, love BC. Eventually, we'll get everything done. But it's yeah. funny talking to friends of mine about HOA and everything going on. God, HOA people are the biggest fucking dicks, right? It's all retired people that just sit around and have no social interaction anymore. So all they want to do is they're just miserable in their life. So they want you to be miserable in your life. But then I had a friend the other day who, uh, goddamn, just minding their own business and the water line breaks and all the shit that, that you deal with. Right. So yeah. you go, I don't know. There's something really, really cool about being a homeowner. But right now at this stage of my life, uh, maybe just renting, and letting somebody else deal with it. I know BC's got some some uh, properties that he manages. So we've talked about that. Look, I just think for me, when he and I sit down, we start crunching numbers and figuring out what really makes sense. I have a buddy of mine tonight uh, going through a divorce and now has to look and say, uh, had some money, came into some money and has two kids and is looking saying shit i don't know do i rent a an apartment do i buy a place and i told him i go call brian curry look just call brian curry it's basically like going into the math test yep and sitting with stephen hawking (laughs) here you do it take whatever you need you just do the math test why why try to fight through it why deal with the headaches that's why he's been successful for 20 fucking years (laughs) He's got to throw a line in there at the end. That's what it says on the T-shirt. That's why I've been successful for 20 fucking years. Yeah. Okay, there you go. I'm not in the taking shit business. <laughs> That's what it should say right there. <laughs> not one of those guys that promises a guarantee yeah. to buy your house. I'm just not in the not taking shit business. Yeah. get what you want. Right. I love it. Alan Taylor, Taylor made pools. Man, everybody dreams of that perfect pool. 20 years in San Diego. Alan Taylor can make the pool that you've been dreaming of. Did you see who called him? Who called him? Fucking Sheraton. Really? I'm not surprised at all. Not surprised at all because he knows what he's doing. Everything he does is great. He's the best I've ever seen. Alan Taylor is really, really good at what he does. If you want one of those perfect pools, the pools you've been dreaming of, to make your backyard absolutely great. Alan Taylor at Taylor May Pools. The number is 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. I tell you what, when MTV brings back spring break, yep. they're going to go right to the Sheraton because they got the fucking nicest pool in San Diego. If that horse shit Saved by a Bell still did their spring break shows. Yeah. Or Dance Party USA. Yeah. Mario Lopez was at the Charger game today. He was. Yeah. Did you meet your wife on Dance Party USA? <laughs> sure did. We don't like talk about it. Dance Party USA had those those like super ass white chicks from New Jersey. So ugly. Yeah, we're like, holy shit. Is that East Coast hot? I'm and not they, going to the East Coast. And they all had that uh activator in their hair. Yeah, they did. Super curl yeah. and wet. Everything yeah, that was, was weird. It was a mess. And stonewash Remember, jeans. MTV had the hot chicks and that damn dance party USA. It was on had, USA network. Yeah, had the shitty chicks in the USA. Super pale white. Yeah, super pale white, and they all knew how to hotwire your van. Yeah. (laughs) 
Jesus. You look in the background and the girls smoking weed out of Mountain Dew cans. You're like, what the fuck's going on back there? Taped to the windshield, Planned Parenthood. <laughs> like every girl yeah. from fucking Vista High School. You know what? You know what's sad is it didn't hold you back to flipping over there every day too to see if maybe there's a hot right. chick. Is there a hot chick today? No, there are no hot chicks. And every chick had like that waffle hair and shit. Remember yeah, that? Yeah, they all had that hair. And they just look like they'd probably spend a little time at Los Calinas. <laughs> yeah, you're like, you're in a fight. I want every, I want the back row dance part of USA on my team. <laughs> Alan Taylor doing great things. Don't forget to give Alan a call. And finally, oh my God. don't forget about Kyle. Kyle Fluger does a yes. great job with the website. Kyle's number is 619-500-6621. If you're in the business of saying, I got to make my business a little bit better. And or I'm going to start up a brand new business, but I need a website. Kyle's your guy again. Six one nine five hundred six six two one. Yep. So many things have been improved on the Dave and Jeff website. More changes coming once we get past the holidays. I really appreciate the great job that Kyle's done. Appreciate all those guys, man. They have been such wonderful friends this year. Each and every one of them. We couldn't be more lucky to have them part of the team. Absolutely. Okay, so here's the deal with the with the Padres and Noah Syndergaard. Okay. Because people are getting really excited about what's about to happen this week, thinking they're going to be some major moves. And it would be great if the, the Padres made some major moves because obviously the division changed when Paul Goldschmidt went to the Cardinals. And you're seeing that the Diamondbacks aren't going to be as big of a threat as they've been in the past. Mm -hmm. The Rockies will probably be good. The Dodgers will be good. The Rockies – they're going to lose a couple guys, but they get like every team. They get guys in their minor league system they'll be fine with. So Syndergaard's a guy that we've kept an eye on because he is a front-line guy. I mean, yep. really a, one of the top pitchers in all of baseball. The Mets say all the talk of anyone else in that farm system, it starts with Tatis. And if it's not Tatis, then don't call us. That's, yeah. where, that's where they're at. And as many as Padre fans want to say, we'll give you Margot and Hedges and think that's enough. The Mets going at you're full of shit. That's not yeah. the way it's going to go. They look at him as a guy that's controllable. They know he's an ace pitcher. He's a true number one. But any conversation starts with Tatis. So as a Padre fan, 99.9% .9 of you are going to say no way in hell. And nope. I, under I, I understand that too. But yeah. at the same time, don't think they're going to take your scraps. The Mets think they can win the division this year. They're a playoff team this year. That's what they're aiming for. But they look at him as here's a guy that's controllable. We aren't in a big hurry to get rid of him. Well, we're not going to blink. Okay. So the price fucking goes down okay. <laughs> well, in July. Well, they aren't trading with one team if you trade them at all. It doesn't sound like the Mets are going to try and trade Syndergaard. I, I wonder what happens because, remember, Dave, you have a former agent that is now taken over as a GM. Yeah. But you've taken on a lot of money with the Cano deal, and so now all of a sudden you have to look and say, what the hell are we going to do next? Now, we talked about this last week. The feeling that you see <clears throat> from reporters based in New York is that they're not going to have the money. I mean, they are the Mets and they're deep, but even the Dodgers are restructuring. We've seen it with the Yankees yep. restructuring. Nationals are throwing money around like crazy. Phillies are throwing money around like crazy. But the feeling is that the Mets, well probably stay the course with DeGrom and because they feel like they have other holes to fill they want guys that are major league ready yeah so that's why maybe two arms Margot and Mejia uh could get that deal done and and maybe who wants Margot well what? they need a center fielder but why would you want him 
you know, he, he's I, not a top line guy right now. The the rumor is the Mets are chasing Puig. They have interest in Puig. Wow. Yeah, I I think this week in Vegas that the winter meeting should be good. Theo came out in the paper and said it should be an active week because a lot of different shit going on. I don't know that you see anything with Harper or Machado, but I think it's going to be pretty good. But not that Preller is old school, right? Yeah. Long-term guy. He's not Doug Melvin. He's not Kevin Towers or one, Brian Sabian. But you just, uh, Dave, I would think if if I'm the Mets, my biggest concern is that everybody's trying to take advantage of the new guy. He's a former agent now running the Mets. And you go, shit, man. It's not, at least Preller came up through, through the system, uh, came up with the Rangers, was there in a lot of meetings, had been there in the Dodgers. This guy's a fucking guy that, that was on the other side of the table. We'll see what happens. Pods aren't going to panic. Are you surprised that it's why his time is done? No. Fuck no. Should Are you willing to up. admit that trade was a bad trade? Yeah, I mean, okay. yeah. It was. It well, was a bad trade. Well, they still have, look, at the end, what you're going to have is Logan Allen, right? So Isn't Logan the Allen, pitcher? yeah, but Logan Allen for Kimbrell. I mean, Kimbrell's a guy that's an all-star every year. Probably yeah. going to end up in the Hall of Fame, win a World Series. We'll see if uh, if he can flip Margot for anything. Um. But yeah, I, but Dave, I think that's exactly why you saw them change the approach and stop taking four prospects that could hit. Yeah, and change the approach to James Shields for Fernando Tatis. That Fernando, was a great deal. Fernando Rodney for Chris Paddock. Yes, when they became one for one deals, all of a sudden you saw the level of the the uh, prospect coming back go up. And you feel much better about the trades. And I love that approach. Yeah, I honestly think Margot has zero value to anybody. To any team, including the Padres. I'm done with Margot. Guy hit two forty five last year. Yeah. Guy had eleven stolen bases. He got caught ten times. I mean he he adds nothing. What happened to him? Fuck dude, I have no idea what happened to Margot. I mean, is that Matt Stairs? And so you wonder, again, it goes back to to, to me, again, don't be afraid to have the two hitting coach approach. When right. you have a left handed hitting coach, who's taught you everything, just pull the ball. As a right-handed hitter, you don't go to the plate think I'm just going to pull everything. That's how it works. Right. Good things happen when you hit to the right side. I have no idea. That absolutely could be Matt Stairs. I don't know what happened, but 245 for a guy that doesn't give you anything. I I'll mean, eight one, home runs. I'll tell you the one thing I don't want to see happen is a two-year deal for Freddie Galvis. There's no fucking reason to give Freddie Galvis a two-year deal at all, period, end of story. Why the fuck's Perella still here? I have no idea. I think a lot of people are surprised Perella's still here. Yeah. 249, 249 hitter. I talked to a guy in baseball the other day, and we're talking about the catching situation with Hedges and Mejia. And this guy, longtime baseball guy, was just like, God damn. And it was not Johnny Quintero, yeah. by the way. Uh, just said, fuck, Mejia defensively is just it's a wreck. Yeah. Just a fucking wreck. At every position. He's not a good outfielder. He's not a good catcher. No. So maybe that's the guy you're trying to flip, but... Too bad you can't combine the two, right? Yeah. Fuck, he'd be Johnny Bench, right? Yeah. God, it's, be, fr it's frustrating. Yeah. So, I I mean, I look at it... I mean, when I saw the rumor of, of Galvis getting a two-year deal, you're like, holy shit. Um, but if they flip Margot this week, if they flip Renfro this week, you know, I'd probably rather see him flip Reyes... And take their chances with Renfro. If you're going to flip somebody to me, Fran Mill Reyes is a guy right now where 
or maybe you feel like value is kind of high and you can trade him, I'm, I'd kind of rather them trade Reyes than trade Renfro. Okay, would you have any interest at all in Puig? Just throwing him out there. A couple years ago, he was basically released by the Dodgers. Anyone could add him for $5 bucks. Yeah, his number right now is going to be close to 11. Yep. And so... I mean, do you have any interest in a guy like that? Everyone says he's a distraction. I'm I, I don't think I want him in San Diego. No, I don't think so, Dave, because to me, that that's a guy where he's really good when he's motivated, and yep. I don't know how motivated he is on a fourth-place team. So I'd say no. We uh, The other day, I was <laughs> this is the sickest game I've ever played in my life. We're in the car the other day, my, my kid and I driving to work, and mm -hmm. the story comes out that sadly Luis Valbuena passed away in a oh car accident. Oh, God, right? So we spent the next 25 minutes naming active people who died while they were active playing in sports. It was, oh, it was, it was, the, most, it was the most somber game of all time. When yeah. you think of guys who were active who died playing sports, what's the first name, Josh? Len Bias. Really, Len Bias. For me, it was Thurman Munson. Oh shit! Terrible. That was that was the one. Then he dropped Roberto Clemente, and so we we're just we we're going through different guys back and it was, it was a horrible game. Help like, me out. Sick. There was a Yankees pitcher, private plane crashed into an apartment building. He's oh, got oh God! Uh, was it Little Little Light? Um, I can tell you his jersey number is number thirty. God was it Corey it. Little? Corey Little. Was he the guy? I think so. Corey yeah. Little. Corey I Little. Know, man. Remember the Daryl Kyle thing was terrible? We God, were at, at right. Qualcomm when that one happened. Oh, boy. Bunch. Yeah, unfortunately, a bunch of different yeah, things. Corey, yeah, he died. Or uh, Corey Lytle. Lytle, 2006. Terrible, man. Yeah, that shit just freaks me out. Um, What I want to know is, is Nolan Arenado available? That would be amazing. Nolan Arenado, the, the story is that he always wanted to be a Dodger, but he was pissed off at the Dodgers for not drafting him. Right. And so that that would be incredible. Now you're talking. That right there would be huge. Now, what would you can't ask Padre fans what they would trade it for him, but you, you yeah, almost no trade, you'd almost trade the moon for him outside of – He's how old? Tatis. God dang, dude. He, he's like like 26, I think. I mean, he's he's young. Um but I tell you, you would almost trade Mackenzie Gore. You trade yeah. everybody for him outside. Weathers. Uh, out, yeah, outside of Tatis because you'd have all of a sudden you go from you have no answers on the left side of your infield to having maybe the best left side of your infield in all of baseball. Yeah. Can you imagine that shit? That would because be something. Because it felt like talking. somebody said the Rockies were going to make him available. Am I right on that? You've heard that because he's going to be a free agent after next year. Okay. Like, do you make him available now? Now, the Rockies think they have a good enough team where they can make things happen right now. Well, I, I would say this. He's 28. 28. Okay. Yeah, he's in his prime right now. But how long a deal is he going to want? He's going to want a five- to ten-year deal. He's going to want that Machado money probably. Yeah. You know, he's going to be wanting or, the $300 Harper? million. Dollars. Harper money. He's going to want the 300 to $350 million. Would you go? Uh, I would give him the moon. I think that guy's great. And he's great in the division. It's like when J.D. Martinez was available a year ago. I didn't understand why teams in the NL West didn't chase him because he owned the division as soon as he went to the Diamondbacks. Yeah, when you look at this team – and what they need coming up, to me, I go, fuck, it makes much more sense to pursue a third baseman if you're going to make a really earth-shattering contract and yeah. a guy like Arenado. And all of a sudden now you go, okay, we've got Hedges, Hosmer, Orias, Tatis, Arenado, Renfro, Reyes, and whoever the fuck you want to put in center field. And you notice why I did there is get rid of Will Myers. Yeah. Everybody wants to get rid of Will. Dude, Will Myers at uh, at Coors Field would probably hit 35 bombs. 
Yeah, he he would be. <laughs> well, Myers honestly He'd anywhere. Be if he was serious, yeah, he would be. He would be. As someone said to me the other day, Will Myers is so lazy, he even spells Will with one L. Oh, <laughs> so that's a burn. He's so sick of his shit right there. It's, I'm, I'm just looking at Arenado's numbers right there. Jeff, I'd love to see him at Petco Park. Last last five years, 38 home runs, 37, 41, 42. Just, uh, just that's incredible. That's my guy. Yeah. That's my guy that I would say, wow. talk to the just Rockies say, and, and, and be like, and we're gonna yeah. pay. I would pay, no joke, I'd pay him over Harper and Machado easily. Wow. He would make sense for this yeah. team, right? Yeah, 27 last will be 28 next year. You have him till 37 years old. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad. And I mean, a guy where you just look at it and you go, okay, cool. And maybe if Hosmer opts out, maybe that's when Arenado goes to first, right? I, I know guys freak out because they're always, we dude, always yeah. downplay that playing first is Dude, not honestly, a, that dude wouldn't have to go to first till he's 36 years old. I mean, yeah. that, he's such a good third baseman right now. Right. He'd be like Ripken, right? Yeah. He's insane. Yeah, he's absolutely insane. All right. Uh, we'll be back like tomorrow. Uh, follow us on Twitter, at Dave Palais. Follow me at Jeff Dotseth. Um, I was trying to think of what else was going on. I felt like there was something else that had happened Besides this Besides the Aztecs being embarrassed? USD in basketball? God damn, man. <laughs> that, that, you called this years ago when they promised Dutcher the job? What the fuck are we doing? Right. The program's going in the right direction? Right. Now nice it's guy. completely on its way down. Completely Say whatever down. you want. The program's on its way down. What can I get tickets for StubHub? Dude, they're available all the time. When people post pictures of the Aztec games now, it's yeah, embarrassing. Yeah, it like nobody's there, right? Yeah, what happened? I'm telling you, man. There's this bullshit of head coach in waiting is the biggest joke. You're still drawing a check. You're still part of it. Interview. But interview everybody for that job. That was a good fucking job. It was. Three years ago. And now they're fucking right back where they were. Jim Brandenburg days. <laughs> I mean, USD beat them, for Christ's sake. And don't tell me it's the same thing. It's not the same thing. USD basketball is not the same thing as San Diego State basketball. No. Unbelievable. No. no. Very disappointing. Uh, we are back tomorrow night. Uh, celebrating. Vikings are playing, right? Yeah, Vikings are playing. We just watched Dave's Rams lose tonight to the Bears. That was Jesus. pathetic. <laughs> and uh, we'll watch the Vikes lose tomorrow night. That'll be pathetic, too. <laughs> All right. We'll see you tomorrow. So